Welcome to the She Builds Show. I'm your host, Stephanie Olson, a licensed general contractor who builds new construction, renovates, and designs your vision. Today, more than ever, we need raw, authentic women who are willing to rise above society's norms, break those glass ceilings, and encourage each other to boldly build the life we were meant to live. So honey, what are you building? Today on the She Build Show, we have a very special guest, and in my opinion, straight badass. Lashana Ingram is a certified master welder and iron worker who has worked on high rises to Chevron refineries and is extremely passionate about encouraging women in the trades. Lashana, welcome to the show. Thank you, Stephanie. I'm so appreciative of being here. It's an honor. Of course. Okay. So welding, what the heck? How did this happen? (laughs) You know what? I don't even know. My grandfather was a welder in World War II, and I've been around it my whole life growing up and working here on the farm and stuff, but I didn't have any interest in it at all, you know? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, it didn't turn around until I got into the trades and I was doing plumbing and pipe fitting. And it was like, I remember the day it was like 106 outside and I'm busting cast iron and I'm like, this is not my ministry. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I was building the Dublin BART station and I saw like these guys and leathers and these buckets and all this molten metals falling and dripping on them. And I was like, yes, because that's hot, literally. So I had to switch it up, girl. I had to switch it up. Yeah, that is incredible. (laughs) My son, my 18 year old son welds and he like, he loves it. And I don't Mm. understand it because it scares me. And I don't know what the heck he's doing. And half the time he's burning himself. And but then he comes (laughs) in and he's like, look what I made you, mom. I'm like, that is so cool. But like, literally, I know zero about it. So like, where did you start? How did it happen? Like once that kind of initial, yes, I want to do that. Where did you go from there? Yeah. So um, like I said, I was in 342, the local plumbers and pipe fitters union. And like, I wasn't challenging enough. You know, plumbing was cool. It was good money. It was consistent work and things like that. But I work with my hands and I like to, I'm an artist and a creator by, you know, just being a natural creator. And so being able to go out in the field as a welder and build the infrastructures and, you know, while you're welding, it's a literal art form. Yeah, Um, it really is. Yes. The weaving, the beading, you know, the banging, the hammering and putting together and building and constructing. It's an art. And I loved it. I remember it reminded me of playing with the Lincoln logs when I was little. Yeah. (laughs) My grandfather got me the Lincoln logs and I just, I would spend hours on that thing. And it just reminded me of that and fulfillment after seeing the buildings constructed and things like that was like, wow, like something so heavy, so industrial, so impactful, historical, you know, permanent, a legacy is literally being built. And that just really, really, you know, refined my love for welding. So where did you actually learn? Like, what did you do to (laughs) learn? Because like, girl, you can like, look at it and be a plumber and then, and then what? (laughs) Funny story is, like I said, I never really did it growing up. I Honestly, I snuck into a welding certification class. I had switched over unions to move closer to my grandparents. 
and they were having a certification class and I literally just snuck in there. I knew the class was coming and I like you weren't through. like you weren't signed up and you just were like, oh, no, I was no. not signed up <laughs> at all. But the girl always, she's country. So she always got something in her sleeve. So I had my you know equipment, a welding hood and some gloves. That's it. And shoot, I don't know. I didn't even have a chipping hammer. I snuck into the class. I snatched. Were you the only girl? The only girl, the only black person. I was going to say, you probably (laughs) stuck out like a sore thumb. (laughs) Seriously, but I just dwindled my little way. I grabbed a coupon (laughs) off the table and I went into a guy's booth and I literally, I pulled my hat down. I snuck in there. He didn't know I was there and I was watching him weld. He was doing overhead 7018 and... He was running his route pass. So that was a no, no, number one. But <laughs> I was just sneaking and I was watching him and I was like, okay, oh my God, oh my God. And I literally went in my booth and I said a prayer. I wrote some, you know, encouraging words on the wall with chalk and I just did it. I sparked that arc and I, I went for it. <laughs> and you still have now, your fingers? <laughs> yeah. And I literally, the only knowledge that I had, like far as, intellectual knowledge for metalwork itself was YouTube. I had spent probably 45 minutes watching a YouTube video, you know, on how to strike an arc, the angle, position to hold it. And that was it. Girl, that was okay. it. That was, it. was That's in. crazy. Yeah, that was I it. mean, I do that with power tools all the time. I'm like, ah, I can figure this out, you know, and then. <laughs> you know what? It's something about a woman. We can do, we're superheroes. You That's know, right. We can do That's right. Any freaking thing we put our mind to. There is no way anyone can tell me that they, oh, I can't, I just can't. I just, I don't have the talent. You do, you do. You, you do. just have oh, to try to find within you and believe in yourself, seriously. Oh my <laughs> so from there, I end up passing the test. I had some- They let you in the class. <laughs> girl, I put it on the table. The CWI inspected it and it was a wrap. He bent it, no cracks, no nothing. I tested, I certified on my very freaking first day. And from there I was panicked because I'm like, oh shoot, like I really got to do this. (laughs) And I started in the backyard, just running bubble beads, just figuring out. Trying to figure out how to do it. Did you like go buy your own welder right away? Okay. I was going to say, you can't be doing that in the backyard without some equipment. Yeah, my grandfather actually has some equipment on the yard, uh, on the property already. So you had an old Lincoln welder and an old generator or two generator welders. So I started with the old generator welder and then I elevated to the old Lincoln welder. And then so I went out and I was like, well, wire, you know, I was learning about this new wire Mm -hmm. and things like that. And there was a job opportunity coming up that required me to run some wire. And girl, I went to Harbor Freight, honey. Hallelujah. And got me a hundred dollar Harbor Freight welding machine and set up my little practice place Staying in my garage outside, yeah. and figured out how, you know, the concept, the wire going and things like that. And later on, once, you know, I was being indentured to, you know, different unions here and there and different work, I got a chance to be in the welding shop and just kind of, you know, behind curtains, you know, struggled my way to figure out how the hell to do this. Um, So I know that there's like a lot of different types of welding because my son talks about TIG and MIG and I'm like, I don't know what goes like, (laughs) he loves it and he geeks out over it and half the time I don't know what he's talking about. So how many different types of welding do you know? Or is there? Oh my God. 
I always like to say I'm a welder. So you put it in my hands, I'm going to take care of it. Okay. That's right. Okay. You don't have to worry <laughs> how, but, but it's going to be done. <laughs> no, but that's interview pitch. But anyway, <laughs> I do SMAW, which is known as stick. I do flux cord arc welding, which is wire. I do anything and everything. TIG, which is, you know, usually running aluminum. MIG, which is smaller wire, stainless steel, submerged arc welding. That is um, so incredible. Carbon. You need to talk to my son. He would be like, oh, I- that's so cool. <laughs> yes, yes. So there's many, many different forms of welding. Okay, so how long ago was that that you like snuck into that class? That must have been 2008 or nine. 2008 okay, or nine. So girls have been welding a long time. Yes, the girls have been welding for a long time. <laughs> okay, so then like, what was the first big like job that you got? What did you like work on? You like sounds like you went to a union or something like that. Yes. The first big job of welding that I went on where I learned a lot was the Chevron refinery. Okay. So, so do you, was, were you working just so I get clarity, like does the union send you to a job or were you working for an employee or an employer? Yeah. Sorry, sorry. So I got dispatched from the union to go to Chevron refinery and I worked in the weld bay and there's where I got a chance to be amongst a lot of old OGs, you know, uh, yeah. old timers have been welding for a long time been traveling the world welding, you know, very versatile. And I just, you know, kind of cuddled myself under their wings. Every time they were doing something, I watched, you know, I worked, worked, worked all the time. I was always on the table doing something. My downtime, I was practicing my TIG. I was practicing my flux core and anything and everything I get my hands on to do and to practice and to better benefit myself in the craft, I did for sure. Wow. And so <laughs> I'm just like, my mind is blown, but I can just picture your like ball of energy and beautiful <laughs> presence. Just being like, oh, show me how to do that. What do you do? How do you do it? Because I'm exactly the same way. I'm like, okay, stop. Like, show me, I need to know all the details. And a lot of times, like what I found is just, I don't know if it's my kooky personality, but a lot of times I'm pretty well accepted you know, when I come in because I'm like kind, curious, and I want to know how to do it and just teach me, I want to soak it up and be a sponge. Yes. Was that your experience or were people like, what the hell is she doing here? You know, a lot of it was questionable. Like, how are you here? You know, what are you doing here? You're too pretty to be a welder or, you know, you're too pretty to be in the trades. I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? Right. First of all, you know, but thank however, you, but. <laughs> yeah, thank you, but. I wasn't as bubbly. No one in the field has really seen my personality because it was always straight face, straight work, get down to business because any moment something can go left right. as far it's as some you know, serious like safety going on. Yeah. Well, not even so much as safety, but it depends on, you know, guys can come up with some perverted, provocative thing to say out of anything, you know? So right. you got to be careful how drink your water or, you know, you know, things you say, then, you know, it can become some provocative feedback or, you know, so I kind of, it was chill. I just was, you know, real professional, just held my grounds and, you know, asked a lot of questions to the ones I had to figure out who was friendly, who was not. I came out of the refinery and I started going on other high rises and hanging iron, you know, they're good old boys. They're all white, redneck white boys. And Mm -hmm. so and they're old guys. So they are very familiar 
with, you know, discriminative actions because it's in their home because their father and their grandfather was all up in it. So, (laughs) you know, that really, really, really put a press on me and a burden on me, especially mentally, emotionally, physically as well, because they didn't want to teach me. So everything I did was self-taught. Literally, I practiced and I practiced. I stayed on the job after hours. I took home extra metal. I invested in welding machines to try to benefit myself. I got my own forklift certifications. I got my own boom lift. I got my own CPR. I got my own confined space, my hazmat. I wouldn't got everything because I didn't want any limitations to not get this job because I knew I was capable, you know? And then when I was learning, it was just like, no one wants to teach you anything. Matter of fact, I had the experience of them wanting to down me, cutting my cords, cutting my acetylene hoses and oxygen hoses, running up my wire speed while I'm in the middle of a freaking, (laughs) you know, two inch. Oh my gosh. So they did not make it easy on them. So I didn't have a very good experience. I can't speak for other women because I didn't work with any other women. I never have worked with another woman, but it was a lot of it was just me just figuring it out, self-taught, keeping my head down and showing my butt off in my work. There's no room, no room for mess up at all. Because of the fact that not only, yeah, I'm a woman, but I'm a black woman and I'm, you know, I look young. So I really looked young in my early yeah. 20s. They're like <laughs> this little girl, you know, and it was very yeah. offensive. It was offensive for the guys out there. So I had a big challenge. Yeah. What is it like now? Because, it, it, you know, it's been 10 years or so. What is yeah. it like now? What's your experience now? So now I'm able to go in a few things have, you know, not in the, in the trades, but in our society, a few things have kind of aroused since then. And what part um, of the country are you in? Are you in California? You are in California. Okay. I was like, where are you? Yeah. And I'm in Northern California as well. Oh my gosh. Are we close? <laughs> How, where do you live? I'm in Dunnigan. So I'm close to Sacramento. Like yeah, I'm in Chico, girl. What? I know. That's you come say hi. You got to come yeah. up here and you got to tell Quinn and be like, let's have a weld off and let's like make it. Oh, a- he don't yeah. want it. Oh yeah. He no, he, he will try. The, the kid is like, he would love it. He is so curious. He wants to go to school to be a mechanical engineer and like create and weld. And he works with his hands. It's so cool. But anyways, you have to come and we bought girl, him a welder. He can throw down. <laughs> I'll that throw you so an cool. orange from here, girl. Be like, here, catch. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> okay. So are you still working for other, like the union? What What's your like situation right now with welding? Yeah. So I had ended up leaving the union when I got pregnant, which was another situation for me because, you know, in the trades and for women, there's not too many clauses that protects us you know, as far as being pregnant, as far as, you know, hey, we go through menstrual situations and you imagine slinging some iron when you got a freaking locomotive cramp in your back. You know what I mean? So (laughs) I stopped working for the union there and I wasn't getting any representation. I was constantly just battling for my place, my rights, just to be an equal worker out in the field you know, mm-hmm. battling with racism, harassment, just a lot of just, yeah, stuff. Oh, bigotry. Breaks my heart. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, and I did everything I could. I went through all the proper protocol that you're supposed to do that's in the book. And trust me, girl, nothing was done. Everything's mm-hmm. always swept under the rugs. So I left the union. I went independent 
And that benefited me as well because then I had a more voice. I could stand up for my as myself. I don't have anyone representing me. You know, I'm not under anybody. I'm my own journeyman. You know, I went out and got a job, first job as a foreman. I had a team. And I was able to really show off not only my work ethic, but my leadership skills as well. Absolutely. So that's incredible. Yeah. So I really step in. I travel the country. Exactly. (laughs) So I travel the country as a, you know, as a minister and I do, I go on individual mission trips and things like that. So, you know, I was very keen in leadership skills and things like that. So when I get on the job, it works really well because I'm able to say, Hey, you know, put that boss figure up front. I don't have to build myself. I just be me. And Mm -hmm. You know, you have a lot more respect. People are listening to you. You know, I'm able to be in the office, work one-on-one with, you know, with the head notches and things like that, and really expand my scope in the trade. I felt like working independently was really beneficial for me working as a one female welder in the trades. It, it was a lot more freedom and it was a lot more fun too. You know, you had Absolutely. people who are a lot more well-rounded you know, the union, I, I, I love the union. Don't get me wrong. I always, I recommend people, young ladies to this day, go right. union so you can get their work. But it molded me and it gave me the tough skin that I needed. You know, in the union, I'm getting cussed at. I'm being called every, you know, black bitch in the book and everything that you can think is nasty. I'm being yelled at and cursed at, you know, and I'm mm. like, I'm from the country. I'm trying to be in your face. It's like, who are you talking to? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not talking to me because let me introduce you to who I am since you I don't know. know. But, you know, in when I was working in union, I understood my, you know, I could stand up for myself for sure. But I knew that sometimes certain people in this world and these generations have to go through something so that they are well equipped to be able to teach another and have the information to tell them how to go around or how to do better or right. how we can yeah, improve you know, and yeah, yes, absolutely. And, yeah. and eliminate these struggles. So yeah. I am I, like, my heart is broken that that is your experience and that that is, you know, like what the trade had to offer you. Like that's crap. <laughs> it sucks. Like, I so do you that. run? Yeah. Yeah. Just like take them all to court and put them in jail. Yeah. I, I literally <laughs> wish I can take the freaking the whole iron working union umbrella to court because they are hypocrites and yeah. backstabbers. Yeah, y'all know who I'm talking to too. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you anyway. know what? We're not gonna put no more like, yeah. like we're gonna change it for the positive and yeah. you're doing that and you're That's you what. are absolutely a voice for positivity. And so do you own your own business now and you know get jobs? and run and have a crew? Is that what it's kind of like right now? The position that I'm in right now is I'm just freelance welder. So I get called for work. I'll get, you know, emails coming through. Hey, can you come out here for a few weeks? Can you come out here for a month? Or can you come do this job and things like that? And then yes. So I, I don't run my own personal company as a, having my own crew and send them out to work. No, but I do get picked up and have calls. So it's like a, like a journeyman um, carpenter, you're a journeyman welder. That kind of like yeah. how you see it. Okay. That's literally that's what, what it, is. it is. Okay. I got it. I got it right. <laughs> and then I get called for jobs. I go out there, execute the job. Sometimes I'll have a team. I'll be the foreman on the job, you know, things like that. Go out and, you what know, kind of jobs are these? oh man, everything I've done. The, wow. The golden one center in Sacramento. 
I did, I restored the Sacramento Valley train station. I did the Audi building in, where is that? Rockland. I did several luxury hotels. I mean, luxury apartments in Sacramento, HM16, Q19, to name a couple, Marriott, Hilton, Girl, Stockton Courthouse. Wow. Every, I mean, many different jobs, schools, hospitals, Napa. San Francisco, oh, like different jobs everywhere. So they're that big so projects. Cool. Yes, yeah. You're not talking about let me go build you a little fence for your property. You're like, no, yeah, we are creating massive structures. That is incredible. Because <laughs> you know what? I never had, you know, on structural steel projects and things are loud and so much is going on. It's a lot of dangerous work. I literally don't really have my phone out. So, you know, I, I need to start getting some content sometime yeah, away. But- I'm like, that is amazing. Okay, so with that, because I know they are dangerous, what is the scariest thing that's ever happened to you? Because I know you're in a dangerous line of work. Is there like a moment or a time or a story that you were like, oh, crap? Yes. <laughs> I was in Stockton Courthouse and I was welding an elevator shaft. And well, my job was to weld an elevator shaft. And I'm literally like, I don't know, 14, 16 stories up. <laughs> and so the foreman that was on the job, he was like, okay, here, here's a an angel wing. We're just going to set this down here. And I was like, what? <laughs> a, a what? An angel wing. And what that is, is literally, it's a small little cage with just a platform on the bottom for you to stand on. Literally, maybe probably two and a half by two and a half square feet. Nothing. And it's like hanging on the edge of the floor base. You know, so you sit down into the elevator shaft or you sit over a wall or over a beam and you just literally hook it over and it's just hanging there with nothing. And I'm like, you want me to do what? (laughs) I remember I was so panicked. I was so nervous because I'm looking down to this deep, dark hole. Oh, I'm going to throw up. (laughs) I was like, no, (laughs) but I did it. You know, of course we're tied off and things like that, but that just wasn't enough for me. Like that dark hole was the scariest thing ever. Like I, I'm not scared of heights. I've, I've hung on offside of buildings before, but it was just something about that hole. Right. Where you probably couldn't see like how yeah, far down, just see. a black hole. It's yeah. black. No, it's black. No, I was just like, I don't even like black. being in elevators when they're normal and they're working and they're like <laughs> creaky and old. And I'm like, Oh, we're all going to get stuck in here and die. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh so my I, gosh. So I just have to ask because your Instagram is fashion welder, right? (laughs) Yes. Okay. And obviously I can tell that you're like super cute and stylish. What, how (laughs) in the hell do you combine fashion and welding and being cute? And like, tell me about this because I absolutely am on board with like being a badass woman and doing construction and being in the trade and also being a woman and being, being a woman and being sexy and not being afraid to, you know, like it doesn't happen that often for me because, you know, but oh, I want to wow them, you know, now and then. So tell me about that. You know, that was born, I don't know what, a year and a half, two years ago. And I was working on a project my partner and I were looking for different, you know, women in the trades to interview and she's trying to get their back in stories because I feel alone out here, you know? And, and so anyways, I'm like, well, I need to revamp my image so I can figure out how to 
talk to the women out here and represent for us of who we are. I really hated the fact that being in the trades, when I went to the store or I needed to get gear or something, I had to resort to men's clothing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have the Dickies, the Carhartts and the Western wares and, you know, and it just wasn't working for me. I hated the fact that I'm in men's clothing. I'm already getting degraded because I'm a woman on the job. And I just want to be cute. I want to be a woman and still know how to do this work. You know, I still can do right. this work. I don't have to. It's just about equality in my mind. So I'm like, I love fashion. I'm a tomboy. Like literally, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll be in, you know, the hoodies and sweats and stuff one day. And then I'll be, you know, whatever, have some heels on the next. And so I'm like, well, how do I show my identity of who I am as a woman? The realness. I don't right. want to see. Because just- we're not all just one-sided. Like I'm not no. this masculine contractor that doesn't actually have a feminine side. I very much am a right. woman too. Yeah. And then, you know, you breaking the chains of, you know, you got to be one of the guys. I don't want to be one of the guys. I no, yeah, I want to be me. This gal <laughs> up here with some guys. So fashion welder and I have a, a, cl- I'm a designer as well and I was starting my clothing line a women's clothing line and working on the women's workwear and things like that so what like, is that called what what is the because I know I'm like you're like you're doing it all so what yeah, is the uh, fashion line and tell me I'm like I want to know all the things <laughs> you're so cute I do uh, I'm just like like when I see other women killing it I like want to be like, I want to be the person in that crowd with the sign that's like, yes, do it. You're killing it. I'm so proud of you. So I'm like, it's so incredible that like out of your experience, instead of like choosing the other road of defeat and choosing another path, you were like, nah, screw them. I'm going to be me and I'm going to do this and I'm going to make an impact and I'm going to change it. Like most people don't do that. They cower away and they let fear take them over and you didn't. So that's why I'm like, yes, tell me all the things. That's a great, great point. I love that you said that because when I was flipping through Instagram, I'm looking for inspiration from other women. I just really couldn't find it. It was just like, I'm sorry, you guys. I just have to be a realist. But in my experience, it was, you know, all white girls and you know, I'm just tired of seeing these t-shirts with big old titties hanging everywhere and them doing, you know, washing their truck. I ain't got no titties at all. No. <laughs> you know, washing their truck in Daisy Dukes. Like, that is not what represents us women in the trades. Yeah, you are bad. You bad, honey. But, you know, I wanted something to show our work. We're not sex appeal on the job. We're workers. We are mm-hmm. beautiful women who can get it done. And so that's where I came up with fashion welder because constructing my brand Ingram, the Ingram brand is, you know, just really a blueprint for women in the trades. I'm establishing and creating workwear that is for us, you know, made by us, that represents us. It's, you know, structurally, it makes sense for us on the job when we're bending, we're moving, it looks good. You're going to feel good. You're going to feel empowered. You're going to know that, yes, Yes, I'm a baddie coming on the job and back up because I'm about to swing this, you know, this beater. You don't want to get hit. So, you know, the empowerment and women. I went to the women's conference in Los Angeles and these women of trades that come from everywhere. And I was so empowered. I was so inspired. But one thing that bothered me, I mean, it bothered me to the core that all these women 
I mean, thousands. I'm the only one in some wedges, some jeans and a cute top hair did, you know, like I'm looking around like, why are y'all looking so dry and busted? Don't let the perceptions of what society have put on you make you that. Girl, you know, get your flip-flops. You know, where's your cute little, you know, stuff? I mean, you don't have to be like cute and dainty and da-da-da-da, but be who you are as, you know, representing a woman in the trade. I love that because I absolutely agree with that, that there must be some sort of subconscious thought that women in the industry feel like they have to really portray that masculinity and we can't be too girly and we can't look like we've got it all together and we can't be too cute because it might somehow downplay our ability to perform. Girl, mic drop. (laughs) And I think that's, that's bullshit because to me, Like I'll show up on a job site after I just went and rode my mountain bike and all my mountain bike gear. And the next day I'll come, you know, my boots and jeans. And the next day I'll come because I, you know, just did an interview and I'm dressed head to toe and makeup and hair. And I'm still the same person every single day. And there's multifaceted parts of my personality and everybody else's. And I absolutely like to get my nails done and get my hair done and get me some fake eyelashes sometimes because it makes me feel good. I mean, yeah, it's just, and if that's not your thing, that's you know, fine. Yeah. If it's not your thing, it's just like, girl, take care of you. Like, hold on to you. We don't have right. to, you know, I really, my mission is to break the chains of stereotypical bondage, right. you know? So, breaking those chains, we are in bondage of, but you said it, girl. I don't even have to say nothing else. That was perfect. <laughs> Absolutely right. Well, Absolutely I think right. what it can do is it makes it, when us women in the trades, when we portray like that, then we are possibly missing out on the women that do have a more feminine side to them, but are really interested in learning how to do something like that. And they're like, oh, but that's not me. I'm not that masculine or whatever. But really, girl, you can be you and be damn good at framing or welding or plumbing or whatever. I, I love that you are passionate about that. Absolutely. Thank you. You need to preach it. (laughs) Okay, so with your with your fashion line, is it like pants, clothes? Like what is it? Yeah, actually, I just got in, got in some of our, I got my my gosh, like welding gloves. I just want to order them so I can wear them. So they're super, super amazing. I put workshops on every year. Like, is it something that you could come and we could like teach how to weld little, like, like give it to people, like a little thing. Could we do something like that? Girl, that would be amazing. A little little project that they could take it home and have a little girl. I'm telling you, I am all about that life. Oh my gosh. Um, And then you could sell your little welding gloves. That would be, (laughs) and what else do you have? Okay. You You know, working pants. We're having work shirts. Super comfy. (laughs) We got overalls. We got socks. I'll be working on shoes and or boots here coming up. That's in the plan. Everything that we need to be equipped out in the field. We're starting with more uh, welding gear than we're going to. Well, I am. I always say we're, but the real (laughs) sounds professional, right? It's me. Sounds professional. mm, Yeah. You know, I'm also going to be developing clothing for women who are in the painting field, you know, carpenters, you know, something constructed for them, something that is mechanically fit and makes sense for the job that they're doing. 
you know, because different jobs, you're moving in different ways. You need different little, you know, hooks and dingers and stuff like that. But then at the same time, like with this first line with the pants and things like that, I really, you know, I got to keep a fashionable touch. Like, for example, we have like this little scrunched bottom because when we're wearing the boots, say if you're going to walk over some, some rebar or your decking or something, you know, your pants can become a safety hazard when they're open, Mm, flared over the boot, caught, you're tripping. Oh my God. I've seen many people fall flat on their face, guys, (laughs) you know, because they're pants pants over boots. I love that. So it kind of like, it's like a cute little like straight leg, you know, jeans style. Yes. You can make it straight leg. You can scrunch it in like a jogger, you know, so you can protect yourself. And then girl, guess what? Wash these things or get a second pair. Put your little tube top on and some heels, honey. And you are in style, girl. (laughs) That's right. Right from the job site to dinner. (laughs) <laughs> okay so you know fashion is so versatile these days and I think that it's you know it's really cute bringing it to the runway as well other than that besides my workwear and work gear that I'm developing for us women you know I have another a brand called Layu, and Layu is luxury wear for women I started out as just boutique I just wanted to be my little self learning I just wanted to learn the, the trade of fashion you know figure it out you know and so now I'm going fully into custom designing my own designs. We actually no have the Heavenly Collection. Yeah, Heavenly Collection is being released as well. And I'm, you know, custom designed for clients. Right now I'm doing Ruthie Bolden Holyfield. Yes. Oh so I got God. a yeah, Olympic champions and a couple, you know, celebrities. And, you know, so just like I solicit my work now for welding at the same time, I'm out just hustling just building my brands and work, girl. This is, this is what country folk do. You, you, you know, know what you're, cre- you're just way. creating your empire is what you're doing. Yes, I like that. Yes, you, you know, honestly, to bring me where I'm at now in the, you know, soliciting my work for welding, starting my clothing lines, it all was born because my grandparents, my grandparents raised me since I was about three years old. My grandfather recently passed, bless his heart. And grandma's 95. But I I had to be here with my grandparents. You know, they needed someone to take care of them and there's no one else but but me. And so I just really wanted to be close, but yet I got a family and got to take care of them and the family. And so I just went on my own little entrepreneurship journey. And this is where it's led me. I'm happy. I'm satisfied. I still get work. I take custom orders, you know, from people for welding. If they need some extra work from the shop that they need to, you know, get rid of or take custom designs and or projects for clients. So it's fun. It's it's something that's awesome. You know what? I just yeah, you get to just really be fully I that's what I just I don't know. I, I feel like we're so lucky to live like I know that there's so many people that think it's so disappointing with like our technology and all of that that it is overtaking, but it really it is there's such a beautiful blessing about it that you and us in this time period where you can be at home, be with your family, be with your grandparents. And still, because if this was a hundred years ago or 50 years ago, there wouldn't have been any option to create and to do that from that location or that place. And the fact that you can do that and have the platform and the ability and the place and the time to be able to create and be fully yourself and to make money doing what you love 
is such a blessing. And like the world gets to see your gift. It's not hidden, right? Like it gets to be put out there. And I am so glad I met you. I'm so glad you came on here. (laughs) It's so amazing. I want to learn how to weld something so bad. You will. I'll teach you in an hour, girl. No joke. Oh my god! Like I could go fix stuff because like happens all the time. I'm like Quinn, can you fix this for me? You know, but because we live on a ranch too, and stuff's all. I know that would be so. I am going. We are going to figure out how we can do a little workshop or something. I think that would be so amazing. People would just love to be able to gain some of your knowledge, and I'm so incredibly proud of you and all of the directions that you're going and the passion that you put into this and what you represent. And I know you went through a hard time, but you are absolutely making the most of it and what a gift you are to this world. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate it. It's nothing like showing another young lady or a young girl that, listen, there's nothing in your way. You can break barriers. I just told a young girl the other day, Oh man, it's making me all teary eyed and everything, but I'm preparing her for her prom experience. And, you know, she's just not, she's country girl, you know? So, yeah. you know, I'm like, girl, listen, as long as we got our earrings on, girl, we are invincible. (laughs) Right. Don't worry, you know, like you can do it too. You can, this is a new journey and things like that. But, you know, I'm not going to go into her story, but just encouraging her, just, and encouraging women and ladies every day and young girls is so fulfilling. And right now I'm just really, you know, trying to be a good impression for women overseas, especially in Ethiopia, where I've gone over there several times. I've taken, you know, welding equipment and gear and things over there to show people over there because they are behind us. So, you know, women Mm -hmm. in the trades is like a knot. (laughs) So, you know, for them to see a woman that looks like them, doing what the men are doing is like, what? Oh, I want to be an engineer. I want to be a carpenter. I want to do this. I want to be developer. That's incredible. Yeah. So that means everything. So it's nothing better than to be able to share some information so that another person can better benefit themselves. Absolutely. Okay. Tell all the amazing people where they can find you, where they can follow you, where they can buy all of your cool, amazing things. Okay, so Ingram brand for the women's workwear is in production right now. Oh God, girl, it's been a it's been oh, a I journey. Cannot I cannot even imagine how long that has taken you <laughs> to get that glove in your hands. <laughs> yeah, hard work and dedication, but however, it will be released soon. I don't have a drop date as of yet, but however, just stay tuned on my Instagram at the Fashion Welder, and yeah. you will get all the news and the updates. You can also go to my boutique store online, which is layudesigns.com. And that is my brand for Layu. There you'll find a lot of cute little cutesy boutique items, yellow schmock dresses and little stuff, you know, to make you feel fabulous and all that, honey. And I'll be releasing my Heavenly Collection real soon this summer. We actually got uh, accepted into New York Fashion Week and we have a few other, (gasps) yeah, fashion shows coming up and things like that. So you oh, can girl, find... you're just taking over yeah. the world. <laughs> yeah, we take it over, honey. You can find that information or you can follow that page as well at layu underscore designs. And the links will take you from there. But I'm just so pleased to be here. I'm so pleased to share a portion of my story 
I just hope that, you know, it just really helped another woman, another mother, another wife, and the, you know, out there to believe in themselves. And my great, great grandmother always said, you have to learn how to get up, stand up, speak up and get on or find oh. yourself securely stepped on. And grandpa, Ooh, I like that. Yes. <laughs> and grandpa always says, our motto here is if you don't have it, make it. If you break it, fix it and don't borrow money. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, honey. We are just destined to be friends forever. I can tell. (laughs) I'm going to support you and anything I can ever do to help you or to get you out there and to in front of more people, whatever I can do, you always reach out. Thanks for joining me today on the She Build Show. My name is Stephanie Olson. My hope is that this episode leaves you feeling empowered and ready to boldly take that step into building the life that you envision one, two by four at a time. And if you can do me a quick favor, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. I get giddy over reading the reviews each week and I will choose one special person to win some SheBuild swag. Make sure you add your name to the review and I'll reach out if you're the winner. Thanks again for hanging out. Be sure to visit me at theshebuildshow.com where you can ask me questions and share with me what you're building.